Hey everybody, welcome to Simi Pro. I am Dalton Barrett, aka Barrett Digital. And I'm your host, Josh Clements, or Bert Edit. And uh, we're, we're trying out some new stuff on the podcast. We're really glad you joined us today. Um, Josh, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, pretty good. I am um, meant to have uni, but my current teachers are striking for a better pension and pay, so I, I've had a week off, and I've got next week off too. It's joyous. Yeah, it's joyous. It, it's, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for them because they're not getting proper pensions and pay, but, um, you know, what are you going to do? Well, uh, and then we can we can just record more episodes of the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how, how has your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, busy. Um, and I've had better weeks, but worse things have happened to better people. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, we got a pretty exciting conversation we're going to have today. This is an episode that we have done in the past, but we didn't like the way it turned out. So we never posted it. So we're redoing the episode today. We're going to do a little discussion about what I guess would be considered a controversial topic. Uh, a little discussion about the uh, ye old Snyder Cut. Yeah, everyone's... <laughs> the favorite thing that is constantly mentioned on any kind of comic book forum. Yes, I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, news sites are posting about it. Uh, I read an article while doing research for this from CNBC about the Snyder Cut, and it's like, this is not... NBC newsworthy, but we'll get into that discussion a little bit uh, here here coming up in just a second. Want to remind you, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and rate this podcast and uh, subscribe everywhere. But let's get into our in-depth discussion of the Snyder Cut. Josh, so Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. I guess we should preface this by saying, at least for me, uh, the Snyder cut is something that I would like to see. Um, I think it would be, number one, it's just another Justice League movie. And I like the Justice League. And I wouldn't mind seeing a second Justice League movie. Um, So that I would like to preface by saying that I would like to see the Snyder cut. And that is something I absolutely... Will stand by, um, but but what about you? Do you want to see it? Um, yeah, no, I, I'd I'd love to see the Snyder Cut. Um, you know, like I said, it's 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 more film, it's more Justice League, it's more of the characters that I grew up with. So if it was released, yeah, I'd probably go see it. Um, but that's not what we're talking about here today. We're not talking about how much we want to go see the Justice League, though we. Um, I do like some of Zack Snyder's films. Uh, I, I'm probably not the biggest fan of sort of Man of Steel and BVS, but I, I like them for what they are. And I, I, uh, I like 300. I like Watchmen. I like Dawn of the Dead. Um, yeah, I don't particularly. I, I, I don't like Dawn of the Dead. I like Watchmen. 300's okay. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Man of Steel or BVS. That being said, I can still appreciate those movies for being movies. I'm just not a fan of Zack Snyder's film style. Um, well, he, he's a very he's a very visual filmmaker. Right. He's not very story-driven, and I, I'm a fan of more story-driven movies, which is fine. Um, it, it's it, Here's my thing about what's been going on with the Snyder Cut, and this is all kind of the catalyst of one event that we'll talk about a little later that happened somewhat recently, is the reason we're doing this to begin with. Um, the, the point that I, I want people to take away from this episode of Semi Pro, because it is kind of, I don't want to just bash on the Snyder Cut to bash on the Snyder Cut, right? I don't just want to sit here and bash on Zack Snyder, because that's not fair to him, 
uh, and that's not fair to the fans of his movies. I, I yeah. So no, I didn't want to say it was that you know, there. So there's obviously, as there is with sort of any fandom, with any sort of group, there's extremists within that group. There's people who will go way way over the line with that. But for the most part, I kind of respect the Snyder Cut movement. I mean, they've raised a lot of money for suicide uh, prevention charities. They and ultimately, I, I, um, I support Save Daredevil, which is essentially just another version of the Snyder Cut. Right, but I've seen the way you react about Save Daredevil, and it's not, it's not quite the same. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so okay. Now that we've said all that, here's 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 the point. The the actions that that Zack Snyder have had. And what I want people to take away from this episode of the podcast is this. Zack Snyder, after leaving the project of Justice League, uh, now regrets his decision and is using his fan base to gain popularity and internet clout so that Warner Brothers will ultimately break down and release his cut of the movie. And he's doing it in ways that are dishonest, uh, in ways that are dirty, and in ways that I ultimately fundamentally disagree with. And and, and I, the people who are in support of the center cut are already saying, like, no, that's not the case. And and that, you know, you're lying and you're just you're just a hater and a Marvel fanboy and all these kind of things. And so what I what I'm asking you to do, if you are a fan of these movies, is to give us some time here to talk about why we think that. Um, ultimately, not because we don't want to see the Snyder Cut, because once again, I, I do think it is something that would be awesome to see. Um, but that, you know, we, we don't want people being... This is something that I've seen on a small scale, where people use their internet fame and, and their popularity to get people to do whatever they want. And now it's happening on such a large scale that a, the director of Batman v Superman and Justice League is doing it. And so just stay with us over the course of the next little bit of time, and let's just jump into the conversation about it. Josh, do you want to kick us off, kind of? Um, yeah, well, I, I just wanted to add on just a tiny bit. Basically, we just want you to hear us out. You know, This is a respectful discussion. We're not going to bash your views if you like support the site. We're not going to go... You're an idiot for liking Zack Snyder. Like that's just—it's just immature, and it's not going to do anything. Um. Well, I—I I completely understand the appeal. I completely understand why people like Zack Snyder's movies. I just personally don't. It's not my cup of tea. Right. Yeah. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that it, we just want to talk about the situation surrounding all. Like, not taking sides, just pointing out the facts of the situation. Look at it logistically, look at it realistically, and say, what has Zack Snyder done? And and towards the end of this podcast, we'll talk a little bit about, um, does it make sense monetarily for Warner Brothers to release this? So let's start, let's start right now with just the Zack Snyder portion of our discussion. Well, you mentioned that, uh, you know, internet, internet stars have had a history of manipulating people to support a cause that they want or to support them. And while this isn't as, I would say, serious as something they've done, uh, Zack Snyder has, on occasion, lied about certain things. Uh, he posted a picture of Superman in a black suit on his Vero account, I think, a few months, a couple of months ago? Um, it's been probably, weeks. it was last year, so I would say it was... Uh, it was in 2019. I think it was in December. So it's been about three, three-ish months ago. Give, yeah, give or take three months. He posted about the black suit, uh, Henry Cavill, head to toe in the black suit, and people believed it to be an official like picture. Essentially, this is confirmation that it exists. This is confirmation that they filmed stuff about the black suit. But then when you go to look at that black suit, you look at the picture in detail. There's a lot of inconsistencies that, like, me and you and a few other Photoshop artists noticed because we spent a lot of time looking at, you know, desaturated pictures. We spent a lot of time changing certain aspects of pictures. And there were just a lot of inconsistencies with the image he uploaded and how an actual image of the black suit would function. Um, 
Would you like to? And I know, I know you pointed out the pictures lighting more. How I, the I've suit got the, itself I've got the points was black. pulled up. Um, I, I've got the points pulled up here from uh, from what we made about it being a pretty clear Photoshop. The the edges are kind of rough cut, um, meaning it's a cutout. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Um, the the tampering with the exposure on the logo is fairly evident. If you know anything about photo editing and that kind of thing, when you bring up brightness and contrast on part of an image to make something that is not white, white, you get this grainy look and you lose some quality, and that's evident on the logo here in this image. Uh, there's no color reflecting from outside lights on the suit anywhere, showing essentially that it's been completely desaturated, even though you can see light reflecting on the face. Uh, and in some places, you can see some blue on the sleeve and some red on the cape. Um, and, and ultimately, even with other quotes from other people working on the movie, um, you know, the black suit is something that has fascinated us as filmmakers from the get-go. We saw a glimpse of it in the nightmare sequence of Man of Steel when Superman was wading through the skulls. And also in the deleted scene from Justice League where you get to see Clark walking through the spaceship and it's teased in the background. We were prepping Justice League. At first it seemed that it might be logical choice for the look of Superman when he's resurrecting. Zack is extremely respectful and passionate about the, the deception... Um, the depiction of Superman in comic books and graphic novels, and traditionally when he is resurrected, he's in the black suit. But as the tone of the film developed and we were in pre-production, the filmmakers felt that the classic red and blue suit seemed more appropriate to our story and our script, and it seemed like a more positive, upbeat image of Superman uh, that was needed and in hope the world could be saved by Superman. That's a quote from somebody who worked on the concept art portion of the movie. Uh, the interesting detail here is that the behind-the-scenes image of Snyder shooting scenes with Cavill wearing the blue suit, but Screen Rant has previously learned that Snyder agreed to use a blue suit, suiting in such a way that would allow it to be easily changed to black in post-production, a process that many fan edits have shown is totally achievable. Now, th that that's the four, the, the fan edit thing. Uh, I That's my theory, is that it was shot with a blue suit so that ultimately it could be made black. But uh, yeah. Zack Snyder, when posting about this black suit, didn't specify that that's what he wanted to do. And that's my issue with it. That's where I take issue, uh, ultimately, with the black suit, is it just feels dishonest. It's not awful. It's not illegal. It's not the worst thing that anybody's ever done. <laughs> but ultimately, he posted a picture of the black suit, didn't specify that the image had been tampered with, and led people to believe that it was a real on-set photo. Uh, and, and that just, uh, that feels dirty to me. Um, and we're going to go down the list, and there's some more stuff that I, I feel much more strongly about than this one. This one's kind of at the bottom of the barrel for me in terms of things that I really care about that he's done. Because, like I said, I do think that this was something that he was going to fix and post. But it was also worth mentioning on this list while we're talking about it. So, Josh, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's, it's more or less what you said. It's not, you know, it's not pure evil. It's it's nothing that it's worth, like, chasing down the street and cursing him for. It's just... When you post something like this, when you post something that you know a lot of people are looking for um, in this situation, clarification is very much needed. Um I think that in an age of social media where everything you do is monitored and every picture you post if you're working on a project is analysed to just the most minute pixel, it's important to say, you know, this is like this is what I wish for. This is what I wish could have happened. Right. Uh, I could see that. I also ultimately think that it um, it comes down to he kind of owes people that because people trust what he says. Right, I think that's a big thing. Like people, I don't want to say blindly because that's got bad connotations. But people have faith in him; they believe in him. You know. Well, and this goes back to when when all that stuff was coming down. I I, I did that breakdown that I just read to you. Um, the the first one about the image itself. I did that breakdown on my Instagram story. Um. Uh, of why I thought and still think, and and many other people have looked at it and said, yeah, it's, it's, it's Photoshop. And so I did a breakdown of why I thought it was. And people, uh, I'm pretty sure I got a death threat. Um, 
for calling Zack Snyder a quote unquote liar. And I never said that. I just said the picture was photoshopped. And and, and my my only point in bringing that up is that people take his word really seriously, and people trust what he says. And so he should have clarified in that that it was a shop. That's just my opinion. People are going to disagree, whatever. Uh, but that's my opinion on that first point. So, uh, Josh, do you want to give us our second point here? Well, okay, again, this is a, a lot of this is kind of things that Zack Snyder posted on Vero, uh, social media, I believe. He helped develop or fund... Um, I don't. I, I think he may have given some money to Vero. I think he may have been an investor. I, I know that. I know that he's friends with the CEO of Vero at the very least. Right. He, uh, he could be an investor, but I don't know. Yeah, that's right. But nonetheless, he posted another picture, uh, seemingly teasing the Snyder Cut, of uh, a set of film canisters. Which, if you don't know, when you shoot on uh, physical film. You have to keep it in these canisters. You don't have to, but it's just tradition. Well, and it's an easy way to store your negatives, right? Yeah, yeah. It, but when you posted this, it, I think I can't remember specifically, but I think it had like Snyder Cut or Justice League director's cut written on the side, seemingly confirming that you know these film these film canisters contained the Snyder Cut, uh, despite half the movie being shot on digital. Right, that 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 one feels really dirty and dishonest. Uh, about half the film was shot on on digital, and I'm looking for the picture. Uh, so it's Justice League director's cut runtime 214 minutes, uh, with the cat with the text over the top of the image. Is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. Uh, that's what Zack Snyder posted on Vero. Once again, half of this movie was shot on digital, and, and these film canisters are for storing negatives. Um, well, I think that's an important distinction. When you film on digital, you can't make those into negatives to store on. I mean, I guess hypothetically you could, but it, w- it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> it's a completely pointless process. <laughs> and let, let's say that his part, let's say that Zack Snyder's part, uh, because when we say that half the film is shot on on digital, I, I don't know if that's Zack Snyder's part or if that's including the Whedon stuff. But let's say hypothetically that this point is somewhat moot because Zack Snyder shot all of his part of Justice League on film. Ultimately, these film negatives that are in these canisters are going to be... You can't put special effects on film negatives. So... Ultimately, what that means is that this is an unfinished version of the movie. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't help anybody's case either, right? Yeah, These... yeah. I mean, it, it's a thing of like film. Film negative is typically used by traditionalists. Like uh, one of the few filmmakers who I think still does film is Christopher Nolan. Um, and whenever you watch his movies, you'll kind of notice that. So something like The Dark Knight, which I believe was shot on film? Uh, yes, uh, it was shot with um, half... Uh, some of it was digital because they were using the mm. IMAX cameras. Yeah, I was going to say, they broke one um, of the like, four IMAX cameras in existence. Right. They, <laughs> but, they were the first... They were one of the first uh, theatrical films to use that. Um, but ultimately, it was... It was I, I think about half of it was shot on film, probably more. I know Christopher Nolan is a big uh, supporter of film. Right, because a lot of, if you ever watch Christopher Nolan film, a lot of his films don't involve, you know, special effects. They're very practical, they're very, uh, I didn't even say toned down. A film is a little better for special effects um, because it doesn't compress the same way that digital does. So what probably happened with Justice League is the the special effects shots were shot on film and the practical shots the non-special effects things were shot on digital that's that's what i would imagine happened now i don't know how that really works because 90 <laughs> percent of the movie was on a green screen um but ultimately that's what uh that that's that's my thought process through it um because usually that that's a typical kind of 
um, way that things are done. Because like I said, film, when you go in to add special effects to film, film has, it has a, a graininess, uh, a realisticness to it, and it doesn't compress the same way that... The thing with that is it's, it's hard to do that when, you've, when your movie's like 90% special effects. Right, right, exactly. Because uh, film is expensive, um, and you get one take with film. Yeah, the, the 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 thing with film is when you so when you're filming uh, on film versus digital. If you film on digital, you can watch that take back, right? You can like, you can look at it and you go, okay, this looks good, but let's do it again because this didn't go so well. Um, but when you're shooting on film, it's kind of a one and done situation. If you're not happy, you can still do another take, but you have no clue what you've got until you develop it. Right, and I think that um, once again, I think ultimately that's that's all good information, but it's all kind of besides the point uh, because the point here is that these film canisters do not house the digital copies <laughs> of this movie unless there's like a flash drive in the shot somewhere that I just can't see. <laughs> um, it, that's what's in the film canisters. It's just a flash drive. It's it's flash drives. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, that one even then, because you could you could hypothetically say, um, well, Zack Snyder shot all of his cut on film, and Joss Whedon came in and shot digital. Okay, right. fine. That still doesn't make this a finished product because there aren't special effects on that film canisters. Um movie it's just not happening it's not to that point yet so uh ultimately that one seems a little dishonest um but let's let's move on because now we're getting to the stuff that i think um kind of gets me a little more than the rest of it um, would, you like um, to, would you like to open with it yeah sure uh there's there's been a lot of extreme behavior uh, by fans and every group has extremists, obviously, um, to the point where there was a petition to, uh, it wasn't a petition. It was kind of like a Facebook group kind of thing, very similar to the, uh, raid area 51 group, um, wanting to burn down Warner Brothers studios. And there've been a lot of little things like that, um, where it's like, we're against Warner Brothers. We want to do this to take down Warner Brothers. We want to do these boycotts to take down Warner Brothers. We, you know, boycott every Joss Whedon movie and, and all of these things. And it's like Zack Snyder has never commented on that extreme behavior by his fans. It's, it's almost like he even supports it, um, which ultimately I see as a little bit... Uh, I don't want to say sketchy because that's not the right word, but ultimately, not that it's, he has it's to. It's a little support. bit odd. It's a little bit odd, right? Especially considering he left the project. the 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 story that he's given, the story that Warner Brothers has given, the the the, the story of what happened was he left Justice League um, because his daughter in. And it's just terrible. It's awful. His daughter passed away. Um, and and so he had to leave the project. Because ultimately, working on the project was too hard after his daughter passed away. Those are his words. And it was about six months after she passed away that he left the project. It's not like it happened immediately. And again, it's a, it's a terrible situation. All around. Like, it's an absolute tragedy. And um, Absolutely. And I think, honestly, I think he made the right choice because when you're in that kind of mind state where, you know, you've had a personal tragedy, working endlessly isn't going to help your mental state. But yeah, he, 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 he left on his own accord. He said that. Warner Brothers has said that. And I think it was the right move. I agree. Uh, but what I think has happened now is I think he regrets that decision, which sucks. I mean, I, I understand regretting a decision that you've made, but ultimately you can't change it, and you can't bully a studio into rehiring you when you quit. Um, and, and it seems like definitely that's what the fans are trying to do. They're, they're trying to bully the studio into rehiring Zack Snyder to ultimately release his movie which is what they think is going to happen but what would ultimately have to be done is he would have to come in to finish his movie 
So my only point here is, and it also comes down to the, the bullying and hating of Joss Whedon, who just came in to do his job. Those two right. are kind of grouped right. together. I, I, yeah, I think that's an important thing to mention because whenever, okay, so this is, again, extremist fans who... Right. I'm not saying that everybody who supports the center cut does this, but I have seen some very passive seeming people who have um, who have made comments, negative comments about Joss Whedon just out of the blue mm. um, and, and they, 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 who are harassing him online and, and, and other fans, too. Um, you remember what happened uh, months ago with Henry Cavill? He said all he said was ultimately, I've never seen the Snyder Cut. I don't know if it's real or not, and people jump down his throat. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. Um, even, he, I think he even tagged on like, "Oh, I hope it's real." You know, I hope it's there. But I don't remember if he said that or not. He I, may have. I, but yeah, he basically just said, "I don't know if it's. I don't know if it exists." Um, but you know, it is what it is, and people right. like verbally on this on this post and stuff are like, "How dare you betray Zack Snyder? How dare you support Joss Whedon and Warner Brothers in this?" situation you know they they really went after him and they they slated him for just simply and, saying that he hadn't he didn't know whether a movie existed and during that time the fact that Zack Snyder never said hey quit threatening to kill Henry Cavill you know you guys have taken this too far if it were me in that situation and I'm not in that situation, so ultimately it doesn't matter. But if it were me in that situation, I would have to put a stop to it. I couldn't sit and let that keep happening. Mm. That's just me. Right. Um, and, and, and that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure we commented on because it does feel just kind of – it feels wrong, you know? And, and I don't want – Ultimately, we're not going to change it, but it does. It just it feels wrong. So, what do you think about that uh, that specific scenario? Yeah, I think. Well, again, I think it's important to realize that um, you know there are people who look up to Zack Snyder, people who follow him, and I, I think that group is increasingly getting sort of bigger and bigger. Um, and then he knows that he has this following. Like he, he you know, it's evident that he knows. And when you kind of don't seem to stop, like, people from commenting hate speech, essentially, uh, it's not the same as condoning it, but it's as it's sort of the same effect. You know, when, when you don't hear someone say, if, if there's a few kids beating up someone in a park, and you just look onto it, and you don't say, hey, stop, get off them, whatever, you're more or less at you know, at fault because you're doing the exact same thing. And it's, it is everywhere. You know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I'm, I'm sure it's on Vero. Uh, and so, you you know, you can't really turn a blind eye to it. And I think, it, he, you know, he kind of needs to say, stop doing this if he wants it to actually stop. Uh, and the fact that he doesn't um, just kind of proves to me that he doesn't... Um he doesn't necessarily want it to stop because it brings him more attention and it brings his cut of the movie ultimately more attention. So we, we've got that out of the way. That was the one that that's one of the ones that gets me the most because there have been there have been death threats and there have been petitions to burn down Warner Brothers Studios and and all these sorts of things that have come. And he's never said, don't do that. And yes, there have been good things that have happened. But he's also never commented on the good things. The suicide prevention. Like, well, okay, I'll be fair. I think he did comment on the suicide prevention. Uh, oh, did he? I, I, I tried to look to see what he if he said anything before we started this. And I'm not saying he didn't. But you, um, you just couldn't find it if he did. I, I, can't, I can't remember if he like did for sure. But I do seemingly remember him saying, like, well, thank you so much for this. Uh, I know he commented on the. I know he commented on the Comic Con banner that they tried to get going. Right. Well, to see that that's another part of it too. Um, he's commenting on the release the Center Cut Comic Con banner, but he's not commenting on the Facebook group that says burn down Warner Brothers. You know. Ultimately, I think he he should comment on those things um, just because it. 
that part seems a little dirty to me. So why don't you mention uh, well, our yeah. next little point here? Th- this is uh, this I, is another this is lesser that point, I, but I, I felt more strongly about than you did. Like this is in terms of you know the last part really got to you. This kind of got to me a bit. Um, he seemingly seems to like bring up this Snyder out of nowhere whenever there's a big DC uh, property you know, succeeding or emerging. Like, I remember Choker's opening weekend, that's when he posted, uh, I want to say the film canisters. Um, I'm not, like, entirely definite on that. Like, don't quote me, but I know he posted something related to the Snyder Cut when that happened. He posted something related to the Snyder Cut when the DC Universe app launched. He posted it when the Wonder Woman trailer came out, when Shazam came out. No, not when Shazam came out. Uh, There was... Something more recently that I was trying to think of. Uh, I want to say when Titans aired, he posted something related to that. He seemingly posts it whenever there's another DC property succeeding. I think it's just kind of petty. Um, Because, you know, these are also properties that people have worked hard on. People have put effort into. Properties that they wanted to see come real. And they've, they've made it happen. And he seemingly tries to detract from it. And bring more more attention over to his property, and I think it's just, uh, you know, it is petty more than anything else. Um, well, something came out when the the Batman test footage came out. And I don't remember what, but there was something Snyder Cut related. I, I want to say a lot of it's been concept art or the the ZBrush of Apocalypse. Ah, yeah, no, that sounds right. Um, lots of different things, and it always seems to correspond with. Something else coming out. That's the thing. It, it's not just like once or twice. It's seemingly every time a big DC event happens, Zack Snyder's very active on his Vero account. Right. And ultimately, it's not like you can stop that. You know? Um, that's just one of those things you kind of have to live with. That doesn't seem... There are some things on this list that we've talked about that I think are much uh, worse behavior. Mainly the lying... Not stopping death threats is, is, is easily the worst for me. Um, but ultimately, this is. It's it's just kind of childish. Well, yeah. It, the, the, reason, the reason I'm like, I don't like this at all is because it, it's childish, it's petty, and in a lot of ways, it's hypocritical to try and take away from what these directors are doing. And a lot of people say that the, you know, release the Snyder Cut movement is more about giving directors, you know, the freedom to release what they want to release rather than uh, studio interference. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that directors should be able to release what they want to release. But trying to take away from other directors' movies to release your own is something that I can't condone. Because I'm, like, that. it's completely the point, like, it, it makes your point void. Since you're now actively doing what you want studios to stop doing right well yeah and he, he him doing the what is it, the saying two wrongs don't make a right that, yeah. that sort of thing yeah um but ultimately uh, this last one that we're going to talk about um it's not the last thing we're going to talk about but it's the last one in this list uh and then we'll kind of do a quick rundown of why ultimately i don't think warner brothers will release the center cut um, from a money standpoint. Um, so for the longest time, the story has been, and this, this was the catalyst for us even starting this conversation for the longest time. The story has been that, um, the movie is finished and ready for release. Warner brothers just has to sign off on it. That's been the story that we've been fed by Zack Snyder. That's been the story that we've been fed by tons of other people. Um, and that's the story that a lot of the Snyder, um, Snyder Cut supporters have latched onto. Well, it recently came out, and, and one thing that always bugs me is when you use digital artists for their um, for their talents and don't pay them for what they're doing. Try to pay them in some sort of shout out, quote exposure. unquote, or whatever. Exposure, yeah. Exposure. Um, and that's exactly what Zack Snyder did in a recent campaign. He wanted uh, fan artists to make a release the Snyder Cut or, or make a poster for his cut of Justice League. And the reward for that, get this, is when it, the winner, if Warner Brothers greenlights the release of the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League... That that person, whoever won this competition, gets to come to set 
for the reshoots. Now, the implication of that is this. Number one, you're getting paid for your poster work in an if scenario, which is all around uh, as a designer. That just makes me sick because it's not going to happen. That's a huge if. And, and also, I thought the movie was done. I thought the movie was finished. That's what you've been saying f since 2017 is that your movie is finished. And now you're saying that you've got to reshoot it. Ultimately, that just feels that that was the catalyst for this discussion, because that to me feels very dishonest. Uh, it feels like he's using people who are supporting him, uh, because when you have uh, hundreds of artists making posters for your movie, what does that say? That, that, that gets the word going around. He's using those people to get the word going around. And then you're, you're, you're going to pay them in an if scenario. You're not going to give the winner money, make it a real competition. You're, um, he posted the winner on Vero and, and said their name, but what does that do? You know. So ultimately that, that whole thing kind of – it struck me real weird mainly because he's been saying that it's finished for so long to find out that it's not finished didn't surprise me in the slightest but to find out from his mouth that he's got to do reshoots just kind of struck me as you know he's desperate um and so i i want to hear your perspective on this where where does this fall on the <laughs> the Zack Snyder bad list <laughs> I, I i think it's it's it, you know it's bad um, I think it. I, I think it's bad enough when some a random person on Instagram would message you and say, "Hey, uh, can I get like a poster for this thing I'm working on, or can I get uh, an edit of this cosplay or suit design, or whatever?" And you go, "Yeah, sure. I'll, uh, it, it'll be however much you want to charge for it." And they go, "Oh, it's gonna give you a shout out on my page." And I'm just like, "That doesn't do anything for me. A shout out on your page will not get me food at the supermarket. It's just right." And we and uh, like. When it comes to normal people doing that, I at least partially understand. I don't fully understand, and I certainly don't agree with it, but I can at least partially understand where they're coming from. But when you're a movie director who's worked in the industry for over 20 years, and you're actively going, oh yeah, I'll pay you an exposure in case this film ever happens, is it, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> Because again, it's it's not even like a it's not even like an exposure certainty. Like it is, I might get this film going in the next few years, and if I do, you know, you could be a part of. It. Well, and ultimately, it's unprofessional. Very, very much so. It, it, it's very, very unprofessional. It, um, and, and there's nothing really else you can say about it. It just is. It's. It's it's the most unprofessional way that you can handle a situation like that, and it it, it just I, I don't know it, that one really got to me because he's using artists, he's using his fan base, and he's paying them in something that will probably never happen. Now here's what you're saying now, those of you who are in support of this, of course it's going to happen. Well, let's talk about why I don't think that it'll be released. This is much different than the previous discussion, but they do relate. Uh, these are the logistical reasons why I don't think a Snyder Cut is going to come out. would like to remind you at this 40-minute mark, <laughs> I do want to see the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League. I just don't think we will ever see the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League. Let me read you what Kevin Smith said. Uh, Kevin Smith has not seen the cut, but knows other people who have. He said Zack Snyder's version wasn't finished. Uh, this was during an interview on Cinema Blend's Real Blend podcast. Uh, it was a movie that people in pre-production could watch and fill in the blanks. It was certainly not meant for mass consumption. Now, what does that mean? That means ultimately this was a rough cut of the movie meant to show special effects artists and investors. Uh, which means it's not a finished movie. It's not meant to be seen by audiences. I don't know if you've ever seen a rough cut of a movie. I have. They're bad. I, okay. For people... Okay, so in case people want an idea of what a rough cut of a movie might look like, you know when you go... When you're watching a DVD, back in the days of the 2000s when DVDs were still a thing and you would go and watch them, 
you would see you know, special features, behind-the-scenes footage, deleted scenes, and you click on them, and they're not finished at all. They're, like, sometimes they're concept art, sometimes they're very rough models. The Hulk scene, the smart Hulk scene at the end of the Endgame re-release, for example, that's what 90% of a rough cut is. It's showing you what might be if you get people on board to give you money. Right. Um, I've seen the rough cut of, because I'm a nerd... I've seen the rough cut of Star Wars A New Hope. Wow, I'm, I'm so surprised. It's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a collection of scenes that don't really make sense with each other. The pacing is bad. The um, Some of it is storyboards and uh, Ralph McQuarrie concept art. And, and it's, y'all, it's, that's, what you're, that's what you're getting into when you say you want this. You're going to have whole scenes of storyboards. Do you really want to watch a movie with scenes of storyboards? A lot of what Zack Snyder released on, like, Vero, that would be full scenes. Right, exactly. Some of them may move. That, that, that's the difference. <laughs> Occasionally, you might get a picture of Wonder Woman that shifts from her standing to her walking, if you're lucky. Right. Uh, that that's what a lot of this movie would be, and I think that ultimately, while there are some people who would enjoy that, it's not going to make its money, because it's not a finished movie. Um, and and here's here's why I don't think they will finish it. Uh, because I have also heard the argument that Zack Snyder could finish the special effects himself. Um, he can't. He's not a special effects artist. He is a film director. They're not directly the same thing. Um, and if he could do special effects himself, he would be doing that for his movies. I would think, at least, if I could do, if I was a director and I could also do special effects, I would be at least in the room helping out doing the special effects for my movie so that I could make sure that the special effects in my movie looked like what I wanted, right? So, ultimately, like I said, that's what Kevin Smith said um, about it and he knows people and has had conversations with people who have seen it uh and he's the one who ultimately said it's a it's a rough cut it's not meant for people to see and other people at warner brothers have said that and have even said you know it's not going to be released um we, we can talk monetarily for a minute josh do you want to give us the money rundown so the justice league theatrical cut cost 300 million dollars to make and it's estimated, give or take, that about 20% of Zack Snyder's original cut exists, whether that was in the film or scenes that just got put on the cutting room floor and didn't actually make it in, but were finished. So, with that in mind, 20% of his original cut, he would have to reshoot 80% of the movie. And that, give or take, would cost about $240 million to make and then distribute to like various cinemas across the world which we have to add to the 300 million that was the original budget of the movie so we're looking at a total budget for justice league of 540 million dollars now let's look at this wikipedia list of the most expensive films of all time um let's let's go ahead and go to adjusting for inflation adjusted for inflation the most expensive film of all time to make is pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides which clocks in at 378.5 billion dollars i would never guess it was pirates of the caribbean honestly right we're looking at a movie that is uh let's see we're looking at a movie that's 162 million dollars above that that's a that's a lot of money you know, you're a hundred. You're over a hundred million dollars above the most expensive movie of all time. Another thing, ultimately, I think to consider is Justice League isn't DC's first negatively received movie. I know that may come as a shock to people, but BVS was very poorly received. Probably just as poorly received as Justice League. Uh, Man of Steel was. It, that uh, received a bit better, right? Uh, it wasn't overwhelming support. It, there was a there was a good few criticisms, uh, but for the most part, I would say I say it did oh, it it did all right. I would say it, it was rece- it was very divisive upon its release. It's gotten more people have come to appreciate it now than did then. 
but it was. It was very divisive upon its release. And then you go back even further, you've got movies like Green Lantern and, and those sorts of things. So the DCU ultimately did not start off. Oh, Suicide Squad was another one that came out pre-Justice League that was just received poorly. Uh, yeah, I mean, pre-Justice League, the only film that I think would say received overwhelming support was Wonder Woman. Right, exactly. Well, Wonder Woman was post-Justice League, wasn't it? No, it was not. It was pre-Justice League. Gotcha. Okay, so so ultimately, they've had these movies that were received poorly. That didn't... Uh, they're used to it. Right, just because Justice League was received poorly doesn't mean they're going to re-release another version of it um, to try and recoup that money. They're just going to look forward and make more movies, which is what they've been doing for the past three years. Ultimately, I don't see it happening, and that would be my main reason. The money thing is a great secondary, but my main reasoning has been that it seems like Warner Brothers' plan here is to look forward uh, and to move forward and to not look back at the past. And I think for that reason, above all, we're not going to see uh, a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah. Now, I, what's I, the point? I also think that it's important mentioning that you may be saying, okay, so Warner Brothers might not want to you know, fund this because, again, it would be the most expensive movie of all time and it wouldn't make back its budget in box office gross. And you might say, oh, okay, one like Paramount or another studio picked this up, but that's impossible because currently Warner Brothers are the only studio that owns the rights to use these characters. And while they could, in theory, sell off the rights to these other studios, the money that they get from that would not be the same as the money that they get from releasing franchise films like uh, Birds of Prey, Shazam 2, Ackman 2, The Batman... The Green Lantern, all of the all of the properties that they currently have, is going to get them more money. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to get them more money than re-releasing Zack Snyder's Justice League ever would. Right, uh, and ultimately, when Zack Snyder left production of Justice League, Zack Snyder forfeited his right and his control of the movie. Justice League is not Zack Snyder's movie. Ultimately, he was working for someone else. Uh, he was working for Warner Brothers to make Warner Brothers a Justice League movie. That's how it works. Um, and when he left production, he forfeited the right to have any control over it. Um, and while I think he does regret that decision, uh, ultimately there's nothing you can do about it, and harassing the studio is not is not going to help. Um I guess that... Well, I, there's, a, there's a couple of other things I want to say, which is, it's more so involving not the actual cut itself, but certain things about the cut. Um, I see a lot of people commenting, like, bring back Affleck on multiple posts. Every every time there's a post about Robert Pattinson, I always see at least two people say, bring back Affleck. And I think it's important mentioning that, you know, I, I as a massive fan of Affleck as Batman. Um... He, he, I think he looked amazing. I think he had the potential to be one of the best. But he, he's even said that if he made that Batman film, he would have drunk himself to death. And I think, I think it carries over into what you said earlier about Zack Snyder not condoning but not commenting on certain aspects. And I think that's important to say um, when you think about how he, him, and, him and Ben Affleck are friends. Um, and I think it's important when you've got a lot of people essentially asking a man to drink himself to death for their entertainment and you choose not to comment on it because it's a character that you created. Well, and you ultimately, both of those both of those people left their projects. Ben Affleck left Batman, Zack Snyder left Justice League, and we've just got to move on, whether we're fans or not fans. Ultimately, that's in the past, and it's time for us to move forward and move on. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fantastic properties coming up. I mean, Robert Pattinson's Batman's going to be fantastic. Uh, I, I was a big fan of Birds of Prey when I went to go see it. Shazam 2, Ackman 2, all of these great films and great TV shows, like the Green Lantern show that's going to be coming up. And uh, or, um, Doom Patrol Season 2. There's a lot of... The, the DC Universe is looking bright, and I think if we keep on looking back to a movie that was released three years ago and saying, you know, we should get it released, 
you're not going to move forward. You're not going to move into what you could be. You'll be continuing what was. And ultimately, we'll have another Justice League movie at some point, one that'll probably be much better than the one we got. So we'll get there eventually. It's fine that we're not there yet. And it's fine that it's not a Zack Snyder directed Justice League. Zack Snyder's got a, a new movie coming out for Netflix that you can totally watch. Um, I'm excited for it. I, I, I don't then I like a good zombie movie. I guess that's all we got to say. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really it. We just wanted to sort of lay out the facts of Justice League. Uh, you know, lay out the experience of what has happened. And just, uh, the important thing is we want you to make up your minds for yourselves. But just hear all sides. Don't just blindly follow anyone. Don't even blindly follow us. You can do your own research. You can look into your own... All right, everybody, hope you enjoyed the Snyder Cut discussion on this episode of Simi Pro. Um, uh, I think this is a tough thing to talk about because we don't want to alienate any of our audience. Um, no, no, absolutely. And, I, and we don't want to come off as if we don't support Freedom for Directors and we don't even, like, as if we don't support the cut itself. And and that's the tough part here is we want to talk about this thing realistically and logistically without alienating our audience, without coming uh, across as people who uh, don't support it and, and that kind of thing. And it's really tough, but uh, I think we did a good job. Um, it was fun to record, at least. Had fun talking about it. These are all things that I've said, but now whenever somebody asks me what my opinion on the Snyder Cut is, I can just direct them to this episode of the podcast <laughs> and tell them, here, take a listen. It's an hour. Just take this hour chunk out of your day and listen to my opinions on the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. <laughs> Does the Snyder cut come up so often in your life? You're just gonna get you're gonna get a business card, and it's just gonna have a link to this episode. It's gonna be a QR code. And you're gonna hand to people. <laughs> it's gonna be a QR code. Oh, fantastic. You, yeah. When you use the QR code, it's gonna uh, send you to the Spotify link to this podcast. Uh, I guess that's gonna do it for us, though. You ready to get out of here, Josh? that's it alright thanks for listening to this episode of Simi Pro you can follow us on Twitter at Josh and Dalton go ahead and send this podcast to your friends go ahead and rate us on iTunes uh, subscribe to us on all platforms and until next week we'll see you next time